What's going on, guys? Sam Adams here, and welcome to another episode of Caffeinate. Today, for October the 19th of 2018, my name is Samuel Adams, and welcome to today's show. I hope that this one finds you well, and of course, for those that may be brand new to the show, this is a daily gaming news podcast where I bring you the hottest gaming news from around the industry, and I pack it all in one tight, neat little package for you to enjoy and keep yourself informed throughout the work week, because this is live on YouTube.com slash Samuel Adams Media Monday through Friday if you did want to check it out at 7 p.m. Eastern Time again every single weeknight and it is without a doubt the highlight of my day. Now as far as the stories we are going to be covering today they are very varied because we have a lot to discuss. Of course first off we have our headliner Days Gone being delayed by two months after its original release date of February the 22nd now coming out on April the 26th of 2019 and as a shameless plug if you are still interested in learning more about that story after today's show I have a full video on that right now on youtube.com slash Samuel Adams Media. On top of that Optic India's CSGO team has been disbanded after a player has been caught cheating. Skybound is looking to bring back X Telltale staff to complete The Walking Dead the final season, a follow-up to last week's coverage of the entire saga of The Walking Dead, the final season. Game Wisp, a service that is somewhat a stand-in for uh, Twitch subscriptions for smaller streamers back before the affiliate program is now shutting down. Future Publishing to close Game Master and Games TM magazines. Spider-Man PS4 has a big update out right now. Black Ops 4 has a black market. It's now out on the PS4, coming soon to the PC and the Xbox One. We'll talk about how soon in just a moment. 2K excuse me, has quietly removed NBA Playgrounds from digital storefronts and the Nintendo Switch gets three new GameCube-like controllers for Smash Bros. Ultimate if you are interested in playing some Smash. But that pretty much gives you the rundown of what you can expect on today's show. Again, if you are brand new, I appreciate you being here. It is the highlight of my day, and I'm so glad that people choose to watch and listen to the show. And if you do want to listen to it, again, it's out there on anchor.fm slash Samuel Adams. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, tons of other outlets if you did want to check that out. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the hottest news of the day. And that starts off with the fact that Days Gone has been delayed by two months. Sony pushes Open World Biker Adventure to April of 2019. Days Gone, the PlayStation 4's zombie apocalypse slash motorcycle gang adventure is being delayed two months and now it's launching on April 26th of 2019. Sony Ben, the studio developing the game, said it would use the extra time to quote further polish Days Gone. The game was first revealed at E3 of 2016 and at one point was slated for a 2018 launch. The delay announced in a PlayStation blog post today would seem to be one of scheduling rather than product completion. The original February 22nd, 2019 launch date is shared by Electronic Arts Anthem, Microsoft exclusive Crackdown 3, and Deep Silver's Metro Exodus. Moving to April makes Days Gone the biggest name console launch for that month, at least so far, and I would say it will remain that way in the foreseeable future. Days Gone is an open-world action-adventure set in the high desert of the Pacific Northwest. Sony Bend is the studio behind the Siphon Filter series, whose last game launched in 2007. We, say the guys over at Polygon, got a look at Days Gone in a demo at E3 of 2016, and Sony Bend showed off a mission at E3 2017 that showed how stealth tactics figure into the game. And as of right now, that's pretty much the information that we've got. Days Gone has been pushed back to April of 2019, and as I said in the video that I uploaded this morning, I think it is a fantastic move 
move, but still I'm not sure it's going to pay off in the long run. Of course, this game is launching in a very interesting time period where you do have games like Anthem and The Division. On top of that, you have smaller games uh, like your Sea of Solitude and a couple of other ones along that same kind of line. Just in general, the first part of 2019 is incredibly packed in a variety of ways. And so whenever you have Days Gone in the midst of that, uh, not only is it one that is not necessarily impressive, but it's also one that isn't generating a lot of publicity. Not saying that the game is going to be bad, not saying that the game looks bad. I think that the game looks fantastic. But when it comes down to it, it's just not going to be at the top of many people's most anticipated games list, and that's just simply a fact. I have heard a couple of people responding to me saying that the game is anticipated. They are looking forward to the game. But overwhelmingly, the feedback that I've gotten after uploading the video this morning is that people just simply aren't really feeling this one for one reason or another. Uh, For me, personally, I can speak to my own feelings, and that this doesn't appear to be something that is unique. There is no definitive flavor that gives Days Gone the power to stand out amongst a crowd. It just is a giant mob-based zombie shooter at the moment with a bit of a love story intertwined. And that's not something that I really need right now in my gaming lineup. And so we'll see if I'm still feeling the same way when April of 2019 rolls around. Uh, But also, the April release date does add an additional kind of level of complexity here, because you are getting ever closer to that eventual release date for The Last of Us Part 2, which I believe is June the 22nd, if I remember correctly. I could be off on that one. Uh, But again, very much in a close proximity in the grand scheme of things to Days Gone. And the question is, will people get these kind of muddled together? Are they going to be looped into one another? And if so, is The Last of Us Part 2 actually going to kind of dwarf Days Gone? And I think that very well could be the case. So again, we'll see what happens whenever April of 2019 does end up rolling around. But at the moment, it's not looking that great, in my opinion, for the guys over there at Ben Studio, especially when it comes to this brand new title that has been in production for a very, very long time. Uh, But again, we'll see how this one goes. But moving on to the next story of the day, CSGO team has been disbanded after a player is caught cheating. Nikhil Forsaken Kumawat was busted using an aimbot. And this is not something you can do, number one, on any kind of level of esport or competition, but in general, just don't cheat and you won't have to deal with this kind of repercussion. Optic India's CSGO team has been given the boot from the $100,000 Extremes Land Asia Finals after player Nikhil Forsaken Kumawat was caught cheating during a match. A Dex Terror report says the spectators realized that something was up when the match between Optic India and Revolution was paused for no apparent reason. The match was put on hold for more than 20 minutes before officials confirmed that hacks had been discovered on Kumawat's PC. The match was called and the team was immediately dismissed from the tournament. According to CSGO 2 Asia, it took so long to ascertain whether Kumawat was cheating because he first refused to allow officials to have access to his PC and then closed and deleted a program running in the background after he was ordered to alt-tab out of the game. Optic Gaming International Development Jessal Parquet, I believe is how you say that name, could be wrong. Director told HLTV.org that Kumawat had been dismissed from the organization immediately after the disqualification. Quote, we want to apologize to all the other teams and organizations involved. It is unfair for everyone involved. We also want to apologize to our country and to the fans who have supported us. This will be a big setback for the country, and it is really unfortunate that one selfish person is capable of causing this, he said. I want to make it very clear that the other four players had no knowledge of this and would never have agreed to even play if there was even the slightest hint of it. Nonetheless, Optic India released a statement earlier today indicating that it has released its entire CSGO roster, although it gave no indication that any other players were aware of Kumawat's actions. Pulling the plug on the entire crew is something of a surprising move because the team had been performing well prior to this, winning the ESL India Premiership 
2018 fall title and placing in the top four in the 2018 Toyota Masters SEA qualifiers. This is actually not the first time Kumawat has been busted cheating. In August of 2017, ESL India banned him from taking part in ESL tournaments for two years after he was found to have been the owner of the VAC banned account, Rectmo, I believe is how you say that. Kumawa claimed that he had sold the account sometime prior and was not actually the person cheating, but that in itself was a clear breach of both Valve's terms of service and ESL's rules to sell or otherwise transfer or allow someone else to play on a Steam account. In that case as well, the team he was playing for, Simper X, was disqualified. A quote, suspicious clip of Kumawat's play against Revolution was shared on Twitter. It is not immediately evident that non-CSGO players to what he's doing, but esports consultant Rod Breslau said on Twitter that he is employing a toggled aimbot which is then used as a wall hack in many scenarios. And of course, you can see that right there if you did want to check out that entire clip. Uh, But at the moment, it does look to be like one of those things where you toggle it on and boom, there it is. The headshot just goes. You just zoom right into where you want to shoot. And uh, of course, I'm sure there's a lot of skill involved in the back end behind uh, the aimbot without using it. But at the end of the day, if you do use it in any kind of way, shape, or form, uh, you are going to end up being disqualified as we see with the original posting here on Twitter whenever people realize that he was in fact using a cheat. And I want to make it very clear that as somebody who has hosted video game tournaments before, as somebody who has been a participant in video game tournaments, if you aren't up to the task of really showing your skill and becoming a player that is worth their weight in whatever they're being invested in, you know, if you aren't worth the time, then don't even participate. Why would you fake it until you've made it? And then you have this aimbot. You are in such a very valuable position to be a significant player in esports in 2018, why would you risk that by using an aimbot, especially in something like a giant tournament that is being broadcast around the world? I can't wrap my mind around this. I mean, literally right now, this would be like if you were one of the first big football players. Like, let that sink in if you could be on the ground level of something that was going to establish the next generation of sporting events. That's insane to me. However, when it comes down to it, it does seem like Forsaken has been kind of a, a, you know, basically banished from the esports community, as he very well should. Now, my heart does go out to the other guys on Optic India, specifically the CSGO team. Uh, That is something that is absolutely crushing. That is something that is very unfair, if I'm being quite honest with you, because the other guys on this team have worked their way up. The other guys on this team have really proven that they are worthy of this opportunity while forsaken also did that but then kind of threw it all away by cheating again i could go on about this forever but what you need to know is that cheating in any kind of way shape or form don't do it man because you're gonna have a bad time but moving on to the next story of the day skybound is looking to bring back x telltale staff to complete the walking dead the final season and this is a pretty awesome story during the scheduled ama held on reddit between skybound ceo ian howe and fans of telltale games ill-fated series the walking dead howe stated that skybound are looking to bring back all released staff members to help completion of the final season quote the plan is for it to be staffed 100 by former telltale staff stated how in Tuesday's Q&A session. We've been in contact with most, if not all of them, in one way or another. I met most of them personally last week. Great bunch of people, and it was great fun chatting with them about how we can get the show back on the road. 
Howe also admitted that it wasn't as simple as just getting the crew to roll up for a short period of time at the exact same time. Quote, it's unfair to ask someone to come back to do a couple of weeks of work, especially if that would get in the way of another job offer. So this is just one example of some of the challenges we face. Howe also noted that the distance between the Telltale and Skybound Studios was not a commute that would be practical, but that all these challenges were being looked into. Regarding the final two episodes, Episode 3 Broken Toys and Episode 4 Take Us Back, no information was available regarding release dates, it seems a safe bet to suggest that another episode will meet its originally scheduled date, and I would say that goes without saying. You are not going to be seeing the final season of The Walking Dead anytime before... I would say the first of 2019, if not even later than that, this game is not going to be coming out in its full form anytime soon, and that's just simply what it comes down to. Now, when it comes down to the other side of this story, where Telltale devs are going to be able to finish the work that they started, uh, that's a fantastic little piece of uh, you know good-feeling news. I'm glad that the team is going to be staffed by mostly the same guys that worked on the game to begin with. Now, I will say... There is still a lot of controversy surrounding the idea of them not getting severance, of Telltale as an executive kind of entity not actually treating the employees well, the real Telltale, you know, the heart of the company. And that's something that is still, you know, in need of discussion. That's something that should still be addressed, something that should still be talked about, because that is a conversation that is ongoing. That is not something that began and then ended. That is still something that is a big, big issue. And I kind of see the entire Telltale situation in the same light as I see this situation that we have now. Uh, when it comes down to stuff like the uh, the uh, discussion around the cheating with Optic, where you do have this industry-wide kind of conversation coming out. On top of that, also with the Rockstar Nudes, you have this word of a 100-hour work week kicking off a conversation surrounding overwork and crunch in the gaming industry. And it's these kind of experiences, it's these kind of stories that kick off a giant round of discussion surrounding big pieces of news and also the gaming culture itself. And so I think this is a fantastic step forward in talking about the crunch, uh, the overworking of a lot of employees in the gaming industry, and overall just making sure that everybody is able to have a healthy work-life balance. Because in so many industries, including the gaming industry, that's just not a viable opportunity that many people are presented, and that's something that very well should change. So again, we'll see where this all goes, but at the moment, I'm glad to hear, number one, that the Telltale guys are going to be able to finish their game if this does work out with Skybound, Uh, but even more so than that, I'm glad to hear that everybody is doing relatively well according to this article you know i hope that everybody is landing on their feet uh, because it's never a fun situation whenever you do have to find a new job on the fly like that without having any kind of prior preparation really really a sad story when it comes down to what's going on with telltale And another sad story coming to us today, GameWisp is saying goodbye. You cannot express enough how much we appreciate every one of you, said the guys over there at GameWisp. Now, I will say for those that don't know what GameWisp is before jumping into this, there was a time back before we had the Twitch affiliate program where essentially streamers could sign up with GameWisp, where it was sort of kind of a subscription-based service to where somebody could subscribe to you via this external third party and give you money for your Twitch subscription or your Twitch, you know, time that you spent on the platform. In a way, it's kind of like a more intimate donation, sort of, kind of. Uh, It is very much so the, I guess, basically the prior Twitch affiliate program. That's basically the best way that I can describe it, to my best ability. Uh, There were other functionalities as well, but overall, that's pretty much what it was mostly known for. Friends, they say... 
The GameWisp subscription platform will be shutting its doors in January of 2019. For more than half a decade, we have had the privilege of being a part of the gaming content ecosystem and working with countless amazing creators. In that time, the world of Let's Plays and the earliest of Twitch streamers has turned from niche uh, internet trend to a fundamental part of pop culture, and it's been an absolute honor to have been along for the ride. In the beginning, GameWisp was the only place for many creators to go support themselves through their streams. That was always our greatest joy, seeing people empower to pursue their dreams on their own terms. Everyone we've ever spoken to personally, whether it has been on the show floor of a convention or in the digital space on Discord, know that it was getting to know you, getting to know your stories, and seeing how we could play our own part in your telling of them that the most made the experience worthwhile. But today, the reality is that the subscription platform can no longer sustain itself while maintaining the level of service and quality that you, the users, deserve, so we have come to the difficult decision to shut it down for good. If you have funds still in the game wisps system, it's very important that you read the following so that you can get your money. Every channel owner must complete and submit tax forms via the earnings page. Every channel owner must also assign a payout method so that we know where to send your funds. This can also be done via the earnings page. On November the 1st, 2018, an automatic payout will be issued for every channel that has completed the above steps. Those that have not will have until January 15th, 2019 to do so, at which point we will again automatically cash out every account that we can. As of November 1st, you will no longer be able to take new subscriptions through GameWisp. Your current subs will renew as normal until December of 2015, or excuse me, December 15th of 2018. Unless canceled earlier. After December the 15th, no subscription will be renewed. And of course, there is more that can be said, but while today the ride must end, we are all forever grateful to you, our users, for the incredible experience the trip has been. We love games and we love gaming creators, and so have we loved that GameWisp had the pleasure of being part of your world. Thank you all so much for taking this journey with us. Good luck, the GameWisp team. That's a very sad blog post because GameWisp, in my mind, is such an iconic entity in the streaming space because before we had the affiliate program, before donations were a big thing, GameWisp was the way to support content creators. Of course, so many of the uh, you know the ways that we have come to support content creators has evolved to where we have Patreon, we have donations directly through Streamlabs or Muxy or whatever you might use. Uh, there are so many options as to how you actually want to support a creator, and on top of that, uh, you have the Twitch subscriptions becoming basically available to everybody that even remotely tries nine times out of ten. Uh, the affiliate program is not difficult to get into if you devote a you know bare minimum amount of time every week to streaming. Uh, but I will say the Game Wisp has pushed the industry in a way that I think no other company really has. I think that it really did present an opportunity uh, for people to make a living on streaming before it was really a viable option through the platforms themselves. And many, many people are going to be very grateful for a very long time to come. Uh, so again, to the guys over there at the GameWisp team, I wish you all the best of luck. It is going to be a rough journey, uh, but you are not alone because it seems like the gaming industry has been going through a bit of a rough growth period right now because a lot of people have been being let go, essentially. Uh, studios have been shutting down, and as we are talking about right now, the future publishing is going to close Games Master and Games TM magazines. Even more jobs are lost. Future Publishing is set to close Games TM and Games Master magazines. Future bought Games TM from Imagine Publishing in 2016 along with Retro Gamer. Games Master originally launched in 1993 to complement the UK TV show of the same name. Both will publish their final issues by the end of the year. 
Quote, despite the company's strong performance overall, unfortunately, Games TM and Games Master are no longer profitable parts of the business, which means that their next issues on sale November 1st will be the final editions, Tony Mott, brand director of games, told VG247. The decision was an extremely difficult one, but everyone here is enormously proud of what the magazines have achieved in their lifetimes, an incredible 25 years in Games Master's case, and we are currently redeploying affected staff within the company. In 2014, Future Closed long-running games brand CBG which originally began as a magazine in 1981. Other future publishing gaming brands include Tech Radar, PC Gamer, Games Radar, and the Golden Joysticks. In addition to the closures, Julian March, Managing Director for the Games, Entertainment, and Music Division, is in the process of leaving future publishing. No other games brands at Future are affected by the closures. And so... Again, more reorganization within both the gaming industry and also the gaming entertainment industry that surrounds the gaming industry. Uh, incredibly interesting here, but growing up, uh, I always used to love to read Game Informer, and Games Master and Games TM are along the same lines of that G4, the Game Informers, your, uh, you know, your game pros, all of these old magazines that I grew up on and that I really used to develop a passion for the gaming culture and the gaming community and all of these different kinds of that have made me into the man that I am today talking to you on a podcast about gaming. It's all of these little entities that have crafted our industry into the thing that it is today. And I think that to let these things burn out uh, without giving them the proper recognition that they deserve and without giving them the proper, you know, thanks, I think that would be, you know, quite wrong. So overall, to those that have been working on these magazines for all these years, thank you so much for all of the work that has been done. And overall, it has been amazing uh, to follow along as as the industry has continued to evolve and as some companies have hung in there and as some have not. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, every industry evolves and that's exactly what's happening with both the gaming and the gaming entertainment industry right now. So we'll see what else is affected. But as for right now, to those over there at these magazines, I hope everybody does well in their new positions at Future Publishing and we'll see what happens. Uh, but again, it is the end of an era and the beginning of a brand new era, in my personal opinion. But now that we've gotten all of the layoff talk out of the way, Spider-Man PS4 has had a brand new update with New Game Plus and some more trophies, and also quick access to photo mode, because if there's any game on the PlayStation 4 that is worthy of having quick access to photo mode, it's probably Spider-Man PS4. It's a little later than expected, but it's here just in time for some weekend web slinging. Insomniac's latest update for Spider-Man PS4 paves the way for the first DLC, adds the anticipated New Game Plus mode, and introduces an ultimate difficulty option. I shudder to think how powerful Brutes will be. If you burned through Spider-Man, earned the Platinum Trophy, and moved on, there's more work to be done. Today's update includes two new trophies, one for New Game Plus and the other for Ultimate Difficulty. There's also various technical fixes, retuned combat difficulty for Friendly Mode, a new health cap of 250 for Spidey, and the ability to jump right into photo mode by pressing left on the D-pad. I feel like I'll be able to breeze through New Game Plus with all the ability upgrades and combat techniques that I picked up, but we'll see, says Jordan DeVore over there at Destructoid. A certain mid-game faction still overwhelms him at some points. And so, if you did want to dive back into the world of Spider-Man, then by all means, I would highly recommend, number one, checking it out for the first time if you haven't, but number two, returning to it if you have already finished the entire game. Now, I will say that I have earned the Platinum Trophy for this game. Spider-Man PS4 is probably my game of the year. Uh, I love this game to death. It is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and will I be diving back into this? You'd better believe that I will. I love this game. So I'll definitely be giving the new game Plus Mode a shot. And whenever the DLC does drop in just a couple of days, 
I'll more than likely be picking that one up as well uh, because I could continue playing this game for the foreseeable future. Like, truly, it is just an incredible game. If you are a big fan of the Batman Arkham Combat, if you're a big fan of just in general a fun game. I can't say enough good things. Like, sincerely, Spider-Man is fantastic. But again, if you did want to check out the brand new update, the new photo mode options, uh, then by all means, dive into it. It's available right now. Just log on to your PS4 and download that update or download the game if you might have already deleted it or you haven't had it to begin with. But speaking of games that are definitely on a lot of PS4s, Black Ops 4 has a black market and it's now on the PS4 and it's coming to PC and Xbox One next week. New cosmetic items are waiting to be unlocked locked and your gun can look like that if for some reason you wanted it to look like the devil actually was being summoned through your grip but the black market the cosmetic marketplace for call of duty is now live in black ops 4 on ps4 and is coming to pc and xbox one on october the 26th developer Treyarch announced on friday morning at launch, the only black market feature that is turned on is the Contraband System, a new progression system that allows players to unlock new cosmetic content, such as new blackout characters, weapon skins, specialist outfits, tags, and gestures, simply by playing the game. Much like Fortnite's Battle Pass, the Contraband uh, Stream excuse me, will award players loot for earning in-game experience. Each new set of unlocks will be called an operation and will rotate on a seasonal bi- basis with new rewards every few months. The black market will also feature special events that only stick around for a short time. The first of these will begin October 20th for PS4 players, with other platforms following a week later, and will feature special Halloween-themed unlocks. These will only be available for a short time, but there will be more events in the future according to Treyarch. The final addition to the game's black market is Blackjack Shop. Here, players will be able to purchase specific cosmetic pieces that will only be available for a week at a time. Blackjack Shop will go live in Black Ops 4 sometime in November, if you did want to dive in and check that out. So again, this is where it begins to get a little bit sketchy where it's like, are they going to be putting in microtransactions? How is this going to work? Can I buy these things? You know, like when does the entire game actually come out? Uh, Because you don't want to launch with the game riddled with supply drops and microtransactions. Of course, they have said uh, that the traditional supply drop system is not going to be present in Black Ops 4, so they're trying out a brand new system. Uh, We'll see what happens with this. Overall, I'm very excited to continue diving into Black Ops 4. I think that this is the best Call of Duty that I've seen in a very long time, and I really do enjoy playing the game, so we'll see if I continue enjoy playing the game whenever these new cosmetic DLC items are continuing to roll out. Uh, but overall, you know, it just keeps people coming back to the game, keeps people entertained, keeps people engaged with the world of Call of Duty. So we'll see if it does, in fact, keep me engaged over the course of the next few months as time does continue to roll on. But moving on to the next story of the day, 2K quietly removes NBA Playgrounds from digital storefronts. If you did want to check out NBA Playgrounds, might be a little bit harder now. Without any prior notice, Saber Interactive has removed NBA Playgrounds from all digital store fronts. The delisting was noticed by a Reddit user for the eShop version before confirming it had disappeared from each digital shop. I suppose the reasoning has to do with poor critical reception and the sequel, NBA 2K Playgrounds 2, just launching. While I'm not sure many people will be sad, the lack of any notification for the decision is very troubling. Were sales so low for the original that Saber didn't think to inform anyone of the removal? Even the DLC for the first game is gone, which means if you adjust purchased the main title this week and wanted the add-on, you are shit out of luck. At any rate, Playgrounds is no more long-lived Playgrounds, says the author Peter Glagowski over there at Destructoid. And I will say, eh, you know, who really cares about NBA Playgrounds? But I also have to say uh, that when it comes to any game being removed from a digital storefront, this is why I don't have faith in my digital purchases. This is why I like having physical games that I can hold. 
Because let's say that a game didn't perform well on the Nintendo Entertainment System back in the late 80s. If that was the case, and they had just deleted the game from existence, you know, are we going to be looking back and are we going to have these same memories? Where's the gaming history that we have to look back on and say, do you remember that game? That was such a a revolutionary game, even if people didn't realize it. There are so many games that have that kind of narrative. Because for me, in my mind, NBA Playgrounds was really breaking ground in a lot of different ways. It might not have been the best NBA game. It might not have been one that was critically acclaimed, but it was still one that was important. It was one that was significant. It was one that developers put time into and continue to put time into with NBA Playgrounds 2. Uh, there's a lot that's going on here, and so to see it removed entirely is something that I'm not a big fan of, uh, but I also kind of understand because you do want to push NBA Playgrounds 2. It's a very complex situation here, uh, but overall I have to make a stand and say that I do not like the idea of a game being taken down just because of poor sales. I just I don't really like that that much. Now I will say that a game that is not going to have poor sales is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And if you want to play it on your Nintendo Switch because you're not going to be playing it on your PS4 or your Xbox One for that matter, you can get three new GameCube-like controllers if you did want to do that for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. You can play like it's 2001. It's no secret that many longtime Smash Bros. players have an affinity for the GameCube controller, and with Smash Bros. Ultimate set to launch for the Switch on December the 7th, you might want to get a Switch controller that's shaped like it's a GameCube predecessor. Nintendo is selling a Smash-themed wired controller of its own, but if you'd like to save 5 bucks and get one themed after other Nintendo properties, you will soon be able to. PDP is working on a trio of GameCube-inspired pro controllers for the Nintendo Switch, themed after Mario, Zelda, and Pokemon. They'll be available December the 7th, the same day as Smash, conveniently, but you can pre-order them now for 25 bucks each. Each one comes with a 10-foot USB cable and the option to swap out the traditional small C-stick with a full-size stick. If that works as expected, these controllers could feel even more comfortable than Nintendo's first-party accessory. And I will say, checking out the controllers overall... Looks like a pretty good little deal. I'm digging the size. I'm digging the layout. Looks like a really awesome controller, if I do say so myself. Smash Bros. Ultimate is shaping up to be one of the year's biggest releases for the Switch, and I would say in general, complete with every character that has ever appeared in a Smash Bros. game, plus a number of newcomers. Nintendo has announced Super Smash Bros. Ultimate will see the series' debut of characters like Metroid's Ridley, Castlevania's Simon and Richter Belmont, and Donkey Kong Country's King K. Rule. If that is not enough, you'll be able to choose from 103 different stages, each of which will appear in multiple forms. In addition to the GameCube-style controllers mentioned above, the game is playable using a single Joy-Con, Switch Pro controller, or if you have an adapter, original GameCube controllers as well, including the wireless WaveBird, my personal favorite which I used in a Mario Kart tournament just a couple of weeks back. In other Switch controller news, anyone looking forward to playing Diablo 3 on Nintendo's newest console can pick up the new Switch controller for 50 bucks that is Diablo-themed. This GameStop exclusive item features a demonic faceplate along with a ton of buttons found on a standard pro controller, plus two additional triggers on the back you can map with any button input that you would like. And so overall, if you want to dive in and get some of these brand new controller models, then you can do that and they all look like GameCube controllers with slight branding on them. That's essentially what it is. Nothing impressive, just kind of very generic 3D printed little buttons on the front of them. But when it comes down to it, if they work well and they work effectively, then by all means, you know, I'm sure these are going to sell very well, especially considering that they're going to be on store shelves directly beside the Nintendo one that's $5 more. And these, quite frankly, look way, way better, if I'm being very honest with you. Now, I do say, I have a comment in my chat that says, you're named after a beer, what a legend. 
You better believe I am, but I'm not a legend just because of the name. I'm a legend because of this amazing show that I put on every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time live on YouTube.com slash Samuel Adams Media. So if you want to come back and hang out and enjoy the show every single weeknight, be sure to click that subscribe button so you get notified when the show does go live. And if this happens to be your first time watching, I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, be sure to smash that like button, as all these other popular YouTubers say. And also, you can follow me on Twitter at Pretty Chill Guy to keep up to date with all of the latest news, the latest information on my content, and a ton of other unnecessary information, if I'm being quite honest with you. But I hope you enjoyed today's show. I will talk to you soon, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope that you do have a good one, but peace.